0: Hello everyone and welcome to Sticky Sports Side.
1: This sports-based podcast dives into huge matchups, betting, and everything that you know and love on a weekly basis.
0: One half of the duo, Phil, is a statistics betting sharp who loves overs and underdogs.
1: The second half of the duo is Noah, a man of much sarcasm and little to no self-control. Welcome and let's get into it.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Sticky Sports Side. We're on our third podcast since coming back. First weekend of NFL is in the books. We're going to go over that, some college football, and then um, we're going to jump into some stuff coming up this weekend. Yo, how are you doing
1: today? Uh, I am good. A long week of college football has uh, and NFL football. Uh, very excited to talk about it, to review it, and then preview other matchups, obviously, I think, honestly, we should just jump right into college and kind of review slash go over the new AP poll, what we agree with, what we don't, and uh, see where we go from there. All right, yeah. Um,
0: I personally think Alabama, um, and we're chatting about this a little bit before, should have dropped more than just one spot. Not to say Texas isn't a good team. They still lost the game and jumped up from being unranked to 21st in the nation, which I'm a little bit suspect on. I don't think... Losing a game should, A, put you into the top 25, let alone jump a bunch of teams that join the top 25 that won their games. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I I mean, I agree with the Alabama thing. Um, I think the AP poll, honestly, uh, and I'm not trying to be rude, I think it's honestly a joke uh, for the most part, because... You, you know the you know college football committee does take it into account a little bit but like at the end of the day they're gonna pick their four teams no matter what the ap poll looks like you know what i mean so agreed um to me it's kind of a joke it helps you kind of see where your team's at like with what like you know professional writers and people who get these votes actually think of your team which gives you an indication of the college football committee but I, I think for the most part it's a joke um uh, like, for me, I mean, Tennessee jumped all the way to 15th after beating what I think is a subpar Pitt team. Um, but Pitt was ranked high, right? So, um, yeah. I mean, it's all about we don't know who's who. Pitt struggled with a West Virginia team who hasn't won a game yet. So how good is Pitt, right? We don't know. Um, so how good is yeah. Tennessee? We don't yeah. know. So. We really got
0: to get into the conference season to start understanding where these teams are at. Two weeks in is still super early. Your, uh, teams are kind of getting their footing, probably a bunch of things out, weeks one or two. And if it's not working, you got to switch up before conference season starts. Um. We have three teams that were unranked that joined the top 25. And uh, first one I had already mentioned, which is Texas. We have our homeblood, Penn State, who entered, and they are now 22. And Oregon re-entered the top 25 after uh, dipping outside of it last week, and they are
1: now 25th. I I don't know how Oregon's back in the top 25 either. No offense. I don't think they're a good team, Uh, at least not right now. Um, I mean, they got absolutely – like, it was never a game against Georgia, and I feel like if you're a top 25 team, you should be able to at least score a touchdown against almost anybody on this list. And they did not do that. I don't think Bo Nix is still not the answer. Not to, like, re-Morgan a new one because it's not their fault they're back in the top 25. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I just don't agree with it. I think, you know, if anything, give the nod to Marshall who beat what we now think is a bad Notre Dame team, right, um, who clearly looked hungover after playing their game against Ohio State. But still, now Ohio State, do they have a win that, like, we can respect? Because I don't think so. Yeah, you look
0: at it now and that Ohio State win looks even less impressive. Only 11 points. Um, I get they are missing some pieces on offense, but yeah, that's something to look out for. I do think this Ohio State team is going to be obviously good this season with that offense, but for the first two games, they really haven't showed their true potential yet. Um, I, I am excited to see what they do this season, but... They were holding on in like a one-score game for most of the first half against Arkansas State. Like Arkansas State hung around for 26 minutes in the first half, and it was still a one-score game. Yeah. Um. I, I guess that that's something to look out for is is Ohio State and how they can keep up. And obviously Alabama showed some weaknesses this weekend as well. Georgia is my far and away number one, and they're showing that obviously with 53 first-place votes. So, I have no issues with that.
1: Uh, I mean, they didn't, like, look super stellar against Mercer. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's Mercer. I don't think they needed to look super stellar. They shut him out and just won 33-0. They, they played Samford. Uh, well, either way, um, sorry. But, like, that's – I mean, it's you expect the number one team to kind of win by 50. But I don't think Kirby Smart really cares. I think he was just trying to keep his team healthy. You can see the way they called that game. Uh, they weren't, like, you know – they were running everything pretty vanilla because they knew they could. And also, apparently, the head coach of Samford um, is a former coach of Kirby Smarts, um, and they know each other. So I think Kirby didn't want to embarrass anybody either because, you know, you don't need to. Not when you had an impressive I mean, win to they, start they the shut season.
0: Them out. They shot yeah. them out. They won by 33. That's more than enough to look good and, and put yourself higher up than you were the week before. Um, let's hop in the NFL. A couple big whoa, news Whoa, points. whoa,
1: whoa. We got to do previews. Uh, we got to do previews for college football uh, for next okay, week. Oh, okay,
0: my bad, my bad. Dude, this kid's just we like, okay. Nah, nah, nah. Okay. we're going to okay.
1: do previews because I don't want to jump back and forth between college football and NFL because then I'll really get confused.
0: Yeah, that no, that makes a lot of sense. Um... There's only two ranked matchups this week after... Yeah, but i like call a call
1: couple more matchups, more than that. Like, I love the Georgia-South Carolina matchup at Williams-Brice Stadium. That's kind of been a kryptonite for Georgia in years past. I'm not saying it's going to be this year, but you never know with this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, a 25-point spread is what it's at right now. That's a large amount of points. Obviously, Georgia covered that against Oregon with ease. So, um I really don't know. I don't want to speak on that right now. I do think Georgia takes this game. I think they're the
1: way better team than South Carolina, but how close it is, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Uh, personally, I think that the it's a little bit too many points for it being the first SEC game of the year. Uh, I think Spencer Rattler is going to score the first touchdown against Georgia this year. Uh, he has just enough playmaking, but or wait, he might be out. Is he injured now? I don't believe so, no. Okay. Who who got injured? It was a big time. It was a
0: Texas quarterback. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: poor Quinn Ewers. He Lane. he was he was actually it was Ewers. Quinn Ewers. Ewers, my bad, yeah. Yeah, and he was actually like balling against Bama to start anyway, so I think they might have won that game if uh, he stays healthy actually. Um Yeah,
0: it's it's one of those things that I, it's would have, could have. I mean, all they had to do was make one defensive stop late in that game, and they let Bryce Young make a – and they're going to say, oh, Bryce Young for Heisman again. Like, he made a job against Texas who won, like, six or seven games last year. It's I will say
1: Texas's defense looks much improved. It looks much improved, yeah. I just don't think Alabama's the same superstar team this year that we're used to seeing. Well, we shall see later on in the season, shouldn't we? But I do think uh, 24.5 points is a ton, so actually, if anything – which, obviously, guys, my opinions can change, so check our socials and everything for the actual picks that we post on Twitter, uh, and we'll have updates on TikTok and you know Instagram and all that. But picks on Twitter, my, my, my opinions change throughout the week. We record on Tuesday. Games don't happen till Saturday. A lot can happen between now and then. Um, but for right now, I think, for me, that's a lot of points for an SEC opener. South Carolina is not an awful team by any means, I don't think. So, um, I, I, I have a higher rate for them than Oregon at this point, probably. Um, and it's at home, uh, which Williams-Brett Stadium is, uh, like I said, Ben George's kryptonite. So, I would go South Carolina plus 24.5. But, of course, opinions change throughout the week. What do we want to look at next? BYU-Oregon?
0: Yeah, BYU-Oregon would be...
1: Which, um, why, why, why is Oregon a favorite? About. Why is Oregon a favorite? What was
0: that, sir? Why, why is Oregon a favorite? Um, Oregon's a favorite because they're at home I watched this BYU team against Baylor, uh, the only reason they I can't say the only reason, they missed two football goals to win the football game um, BYU's offense isn't too good and their defense really isn't amazing as well, I know Oregon struggled but once again, I think we need to take a step back and look at how good Georgia really is, they're coming off a national championship, tons of great four and five star recruits joining that team um, Oregon is usually high in uh, bringing in a good class as well. But they went through a little bit of a transition. They have a new quarterback. And I still think Bonix is getting used to that offense. I mean, they just dropped 70 points. Even if it was against Eastern Washington.
1: Dude, a high school team can drop 70 points I against why favorite Eastern year,
0: I don't I think three and a half points is a, it's a lot there for a BYU team that's coming off a win against a top ten team. Um, so I, I would probably take BYU in the points in this one, but
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon wins the football game. I'm definitely taking BYU in the points. Oregon just hasn't proven anything to me. Uh, you can say what you want about them getting absolutely dominated by Georgia, but until Oregon plays a quality opponent and wins, there's no way I'm taking them in a spread.
0: Um, and I feel I feel like that's totally respectable as well. The only reason I do think it's like that is they're playing in Eugene. That could be my only which the only reason for that. I mean,
1: I understand. I get that. It's just like like I said, until Oregon beats someone of quality, I like Eastern Washington. I'm sorry, like seventy points against them. I can probably name about 40, 50 teams in FBS who can put up seventy points on Eastern Washington. Okay, like yeah. like. Yeah great job, I guess. You did what you were supposed to do. I, I would be more concerned if Oregon didn't do that, right? But I, I yeah. don't know. To me, that's...
0: I do think that's the only reason they're ranked so highly right now is they've dropped 70 points in a, in a game. Um, Phil, next we have our alma mater going into
1: Jordan-Hare Stadium and in,
0: facing Auburn.
1: Yeah, into Jordan-Hare Stadium, which is a renowned, tough place to play. A lot of great teams have fallen there. So I think we're gonna find out a lot about Penn State. Now, what I will say about this game is Penn State minus three. I might stay away from Penn State money line. I might sprinkle on, um, but Auburn this year just they don't look good. But the issue is playing in Jordan Hare. There's always it's gonna to be tough. Like by no means do I think Penn State's gonna go in there and just steamroll Auburn. Now if they do that, I would absolutely love that. Obviously, but it's where great teams go to die. So I think it will say a lot, no matter how Penn State comes out, as long as they win. Um, even if it's a last-second yeah. field goal, whatever it may be, and everybody will be like, "Oh, Auburn's not a good team." Jordan Hare Stadium is a tough place to play. That's just bottom line.
0: I'm not gonna go against you there. Um, they definitely have a really good student section, uh, a big alma mater crowd that goes back and travels for the games. I do like Penn State minus three in this game, personally. I think even if they struggle against this Auburn team, which, which quite frankly, Auburn's—I'm gonna—I'm gonna use the word—they're bad this year. TJ Finley is an awful quarterback. Um, he has one touchdown and three picks against two horrendous opponents in Mercer and San Jose State. Uh, you should never have more interceptions and touchdowns when those are your first two games of the season, and you're an SEC team. I do think Penn State has the wonderful luxury of if they're. Sixth year senior, started struggling in the football game. They have a guy that I do think has high level talent, able to take over for him and and drive down the field at will. Drew Drew Allar is a fantastic player, and I do think having him as a backup, having a formidable backup to our starting quarterback is one of the biggest things that we could have um, done this year. So I think no matter what Penn State covers the spread, I do understand the crowd's going to be crazy. But Auburn just doesn't have the talent this year to stick with a team that, of Penn State's caliber.
1: Yeah, I would. I mean, I would agree with that. But like I said, Jordan Hair, funky things happen. Um, I will say, you know, Penn State. I think overall talent wise is better, and I think overall they've shown more consistency this year. They have better quarterback play. Um, we might have a running game now. We obviously won't know. We ran on Ohio, which I'm not going to you know, sing all through about, but it's a start because we haven't done that against anybody recently. So, But I will say um, if you're expecting these Auburn quarterbacks to pick apart Penn State secondary, it's not going to happen. Uh, even if we go man-to-man outside, you guys don't have the receivers to beat us. Um, I am concerned about that offensive line imposing their will, though, and take Bigsby. Um, I think they could have a few long drives that we just can't stop because of the run game. Um, But we shall see how it plays out. Manny Diaz likes to take risk, and all it takes is, like, a run blitz not hitting home for Tech Batesby to, you know, rip off a 70-yard touchdown. So um, I am a little bit concerned about that. I am not at all concerned about their passing game. TJ Finley looks pedestrian at best. The wide receivers are having problems getting open against very below average secondaries and now they're playing an elite secondary. So I don't see how that's going to go well for them. Um, I will say I'm still worried about Penn State's offensive line uh, and running the ball uh, and giving the quarterback time to throw. So we shall see because Auburn's defensive line will be a challenge. Um, but I do think Penn State wins and I and I ultimately probably think they cover but I like I said, any win is an impressive win in Jordan Hare, So
0: and speaking of Manny Diaz, we're going to go to the team that he just came from coaching. Miami is traveling to A&M. I don't know if you watched any of those clips on Twitter of the AM football players just absolutely shitting on Appalachian State and them being, like, backwoods, rednecks, and stuff like that. And then they went out and got their ass – well, I'm sorry. They get their ass handed to them, but they lost to Appalachian State as an SEC school. I hope nothing but the worst for Texas A&M. Miami can go and fuck them for all I care. They're five-and-a-half-point dogs. I'm smacking Miami this weekend
1: because fuck Texas a and I mean, you're getting your emotions too much into betting here. I mean, Kyle Field's a tough place to play. I think Jimbo Fisher has kind of his back to the wall because as much as they're bringing in these top five classes, if they keep losing, um, it's really not going to matter. He's going to get fired. Um, Miami... I mean, hasn't played anybody. <laughs> um, they played Bethune-Cookman, and then they played Southern Miss. And, I mean, yes, they won handily, but, like, what do we actually know about My- Miami? I don't know. Texas A&M hasn't impressed me, but maybe Miami is not that great either. Um, so, I don't know. I'm probably going to stay away from this game just because it's at Kyle Field. Um, and, no, you might have a beat on it. Maybe Miami does drill Texas A&M. I have no idea, but... I, I just don't know enough about either team to really make a play here. Um, I yeah, will, I, and the, the Texas A&M team, don't get me wrong. I've seen
0: plenty of App State the last two weekends, to be fair. Um, I'm a big fan of this North Carolina team. Um, uh, sorry, not this. The North Carolina uh, team of this season. And they took App State in the game of 63-61. to 61, So App State's defense is not good whatsoever. And A&M was only able to put up 14 points against that team at home.
1: Yeah, I mean, I Miami
0: mean is, Miami but you don't is, know anything
1: about Miami. That's the thing. You, uh, we mean, don't
0: because of who they played, but I think I know enough about Texas a and that once again they were overhyped to start the year. Haynes King does not look like the quarterback. Everyone said that they would be. Even, yes, their defense has locked in, and they've only given up eight and an, eight, an average of 8.5 points in the first two games. But they didn't play a real Division One opponent, and I mean that in Sam Houston State. I think they're FCS, or they might even be Division Two. And App State, yes, they're a decent team year after year. They put their name on the map against Michigan like 15, 20 years ago, but only put up
1: 14 points against the defense that North Carolina put up 63 against. Okay, I mean, That's I'm not, I'm I'm not telling you to have a different opinion. I'm just saying I'm staying away from it. I mean, I, I understand I your logic, but I'm staying away from it because I don't know enough about either team. I will tell you a matchup that I do not really care about, but I am probably going to bet, is Fresno State-USC. USC minus 12 um, at home against a bad Fresno team. Sorry, but, like, uh, I'll take that. I was looking at up. that, too, and I really like that spread. I mean – they lost don't get me wrong like they beat or they lost to oregon state and i don't think oregon state's good so um to me uh usc if they want to be the team they want to be this year they better be winning by at least two touchdowns so that's where i'm at with that i think we need to get into nfl and start covering some of that there's some stuff we want to review real quick obviously it's the first week we don't know too too much about teams um But, you know, some impressive results to start, you know, for some teams and some really bad ones for others.
0: I think we need to start at the beginning of the week. The Bills came in as Super Bowl favorites, and they really showed why Uh, they dismantled.
1: Josh Allen looks really good. Josh Allen looks really good. He's looking like
0: he is going to put together an MVP season. Mm -hmm. Um, Not really too much to say there. The Rams dominated the line of scrimmage. Sorry, the Bills dominated the line of scrimmage. And to be fair, the only reason that game was close at halftime is the Bills
1: turned over the ball Which, two times. on Josh Allen? Not, yeah, they were not Josh, Josh Allen. Allen like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, dude, one of them hit the guy in the freaking chest and he dropped it into the secondary's hands. Um, I will say, you know, impressive win by the Bills –
0: And just to sum that up, the Bills looked really good against the Rams on Thursday night. Definitely proved why that they are Super Bowl favorites, given it's week one. So, not going to spend too much time on that. But, uh, what do we want to talk about next, Phil? Do we want to go through every game or just kind of outline the big ones that happened? Um,
1: let's just outline the big ones. I think Steelers had an impressive win against the Bengals. Lost TJ Watt for about, it looks like, six to eight weeks. At least it's not season-ending. Um... I also want to talk about uh, Colts-Texans just because that's got to be disappointing for Colts fans. Um, Vikings-Packers. Uh, once again, the Packers came out flat to start the season. Uh, they did this last year and ended up going 13-3, and so I wouldn't judge too much into it yet, but the Vikings look good. Um, Chiefs destroyed the Cardinals. Mahomes looks like he didn't lose Tyreek Hill. Um I don't know. Uh, Chargers looked good, and me and you were on the Chargers to start the season. You remember that? So they're making us look good to At start Chargers, the
0: year. Chargers would be, uh, and we'll see We'll see this, this week, actually, Thursday. So it'll be tomorrow, or today, I guess, when this releases, that the Chargers will be traveling into Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. And that'll be a big first-divisional matchup for each of those teams. And it could set the tone for the rest of the season. I do like the Chargers in that game specifically because I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, Justin Herbert, I don't believe, has lost to the Chiefs since he has came to the NFL. So, well,
1: and, and then I don't really have anything game. to say about the Buccaneers or the Cowboys because neither one of them impressed me.
0: So, other than Prescott uh, yeah, hurt back his hand. Is injured. Yeah. Back
1: and, injured.
0: That is the only big news there. That entire Cowboys offense is going to take a hit. But I would write off um, most of the Cowboys fantasy players, unless you have like maybe Zeke or uh, Tony Pollard, they could be plays. But that entire pass catching core is going to take a big hit. And and don't count on the Cowboys to win any of these next three to four games while Dak is out.
1: Also, the Broncos and Seahawks, dude. I was really disappointed with the like two end of the week primetimes. Broncos Seahawks. I I didn't. I wasn't impressed by anything I saw by anybody. Cowboys and Buccaneers, same thing. Like, I mean, we don't know what we have with these teams yet. Obviously, Russell Wilson moving teams is going to change things up, but I say we just go into previewing next week because I think the only real, like, I don't know, the Chiefs look good, Steelers upset victory. I think we covered, you know, the big things. The Chargers look good, the Bills look good, and then... uh, The only thing I want to say
0: about that Broncos-Seahawks game, the Seahawks did just enough to win the... Broncos. I think they made a mistake in hiring Nathaniel Hackett. I don't think he's a good head coach, and he kind of showed his poor decision-making skills there. Number one, and and I'm just going to say this as a complaint, yes, I had money on the game. Yes, I was upset. But why, as a coach, would you call a shotgun running play at the one-yard line? Either quarterback sneak it or hand the ball off where a guy can get going downhill. You need one yard. You don't need a guy to bounce anything outside. Just hard-nosed football right down the middle. And he called two... To, on on fourth down, given two running plays from shotgun, that the ball got fumbled because of the timing which was just all fucked up. Like really bad play calling from Hackett, not going. Also for uh, the fourth down late night game, and McMahon missed the field goal. So
1: okay, yeah, well, well I don't think we'll there's see that see much this. to really talk about with those games. I mean you can talk about shotgun running all day with other teams too, but like I wasn't impressed by any of those teams. If there was really no, something to we're, talk we're, we're about. Not. I don't know. I'm just ready to preview next week because I didn't really see too much that flashed out at me. Um, the well, Besides the Bills, no teams really No, the Chiefs looked really wide. good. No, the I Chiefs looked really I good. I mean, the Chiefs did, yes. Chiefs did, yes. And the Chargers looked good against a good Raiders team. There was a few, like, showings. But then some teams just looked really bad. The Packers, the um, Colts. Yeah, Colts
0: looked bad. Eagles really sh- – showed really good promise and then their defense didn't answer. Okay. Um, well, yeah, we'll get into this yeah, week. There uh, really yeah. aren't a lot of good matchups this weekend, funny enough, either.
1: No, I think Chargers Chiefs Thursday is going to be great, though. I think there's going to be some fireworks in that game.
0: Yeah, I'll totally agree with that. I think that's the best matchup of the
1: weekend. I might go I over 54. I might go over 54. I'm thinking about it. Okay. And then uh, we do have
0: some big macro though. Some some games, some trap games here. We have the Colts four point favorites. They've not won a game in Jacksonville. Are we in, really about
1: to talk about the Colts and Jaguars? Oh my yes, God.
0: because it's there's a trap line right there. Um, there. There's a curse, the Colts curse. Number one, they never went on uh, the opening game of the season, which everyone should have about coming. And number two. This is why they didn't make the playoffs last year. They lost to the Jaguars in Jacksonville, which they have lost. It's either seven or eight straight years moving forward. So we'll see if that curse holds true this season as well.
1: Um, Okay. I think really, not that I really want to discuss it because I don't think it's that great of a matchup. Um, Patriots-Steelers, I think Steelers have a real good shot at home to beat the Patriots, even though they're not favorites. Yep. It's only a two-point spread, so it's not like crazy or anything like that. I think the Ravens are going to pound the Dolphins, if I had to guess, at home. Uh, maybe not I'm thinking the
0: opposite in that. I'm thinking the opposite in that one. I think the Dolphins had a worse team last year and beat the Ravens. I think this is a really close competitive game, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins pull it
1: out. Okay. Uh, that's fine. I, I think the Ravens are going to win. Um, the Rams, I think, are going to bounce back and beat the Falcons. I just don't believe in the Falcons. Uh, I'm I'm probably not going to take the spread, but I think the Rams are going to win. Uh, Bengals, I think are going to bounce back in a big way against Dallas. Dallas just did not look good. Uh, and Dak, yeah.
0: That's I think that seven and a half point spread for the Bengals is a lock this weekend. They're gonna they're getting T Higgins back from his concussion. Cowboys are just down and out right now. Um,
1: keep they're gonna stay down this weekend. Call me crazy, but I think um, over forty two and a half in the uh, Bears-Packers game is going to be the play. I think it's a big spread. I think the Packers do bounce back and win, but I think the Bears are much improved, although we don't really know because it was a monsoon game. Um,
0: Yes, um, that's another game where I'm looking at the spread. The Packers aren't going to cover 10. Aaron Rodgers is a shell of himself. The only reason he's been good the last few years, and I will say the only reason he's been good is he has the best route runner, or he had the best route runner in the NFL Um, Devontae Adams made Derek Carr look like a stud this past weekend. Devontae Adams was the leader of that offense, not Aaron Rodgers. And now you can see without a real wide receiver what Aaron Rodgers actually is. He's a shell of himself.
1: Okay. That's, I mean, I'm not going to disagree until he starts balling. And then I'm going to be like, you're dumb. But... Um, he did this last year, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, we won't know until week four or five because he looked bad in the first week and then came back and they went 13 and three. So I have no idea. also high all the time, so. Yeah, that's facts. Uh, poor guy. You know, he's, he's fallen into the bud. Uh, I think Titans, Bills, I'm not sure if the Bills, I mean, I'll probably take Bills minus 10. I know it's a hefty line, but the Bills look really, really good. Um, the Vikings Eagles. I actually think Vikings beat the Eagles at home. Uh, the Eagles defense looked bad, and the Vikings defense looks good. And you kind of know what you're going to get from Kirk Cousins and company. So, um,
0: uh, Kirk Cousins good for two
1: touchdowns, maybe one interception, and in like
0: two hundred and fifty yards every single game. Not to mention his connection with Justin Jefferson since he came into the league has been. Nothing short of magnificent. I also agree with you there on the Bills. The Titans lost a close game to the Giants and looked very unimpressive. Um, their offense solely, Derrick Henry looked okay. But they don't have a passing game going right now as they have no wide receivers. So Tannehill's having trouble finding open guys.
1: And um, Outside of that... No, no, no no, that no, 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 Nope. nope. You were talking about the Titans' Bills. I want to streamline that into my segment. bills are going to be my team of destiny the bills look very very good um i don't think and i know this might be an overreaction to week one that offense with josh allen and the way he is playing and how confident he is and the weapons he has i don't i just don't see a better team than them they can keep up with kc if they need to but have a better defense than kc um and then no other offense in the league can keep up with them so i uh, you know, Bill's team of destiny, that's all I'm gonna say. I don't usually do an NFL one, so just you know take it with a grain of salt. but'm I'm, hey, I'm on the Bill's wagon. Obviously, I'm a Steelers fan, but I'm on the Bill's wagon this year. It would shock me if they didn't at least make it to the Super Bowl.
0: I'm with you there and what's even better this season is that uh, Phil's team of Destiny are two and O so far, although NC State pulled out a close one in week one. Penn State did and took care of business
1: this past weekend. Yeah, I didn't Some really people. take a risky call there, did I? But, um, yeah. Yeah, not really. But, but Bill's yeah, Titans, Bill's either. Titans. This weekend really isn't either. Okay, whatever. You know what? I'm just trying to it go undefeated. It
0: doesn't on have to be a risky play. The team of Destiny is someone that you see having a good season. That's basically what it is. Yep.
1: Okay. And And um, then, Noah, I know you have a bad take, so go ahead and give us the bad oh, take. Oh, I have
0: a horrible take this weekend. All right.
1: Give it
0: one that I think I'm going to save for next week, but this week, I think the college and NFL rules need to be, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess just the same. College and NFL rules need to be... Wait, so what do I'm you want to be forever.
1: adopted? The NFL rules or the college rules?
0: I want the NFL rules to be adopted. I want the... In college. Yes, in Okay, and I'm not saying, like, every single rule in general, like... There's just a few that I want to line up. Like maybe like
1: two-minute warning and stuff like that, I'm assuming? Like yeah, the so format of the game?
0: Minute, there should be a two-minute warning in college. I don't think the clock should stop after a first down. Okay. Uh, that just There's a point in timeouts, and that's the point in saving timeouts, is to help you. You shouldn't get a bailout uh, stoppage in clock just because you get a first down. Uh, okay. Uh, another one, I think that you should have to get two feet down in college. Okay. got one.
1: I, I agree with, like, road. this so far. I honestly don't think this is a terrible take, to be honest with you. I kind of yeah, like it. I have
0: similar penalties as well. I know they have, like, necessary roughness and taunting and stuff like that. I hate targeting. I'm, I'm just going to go out there and say it. I'm not saying I think it's okay for guys to hit with the crown of their helmet, but I think targeting is an egregious call because it rewards the offensive player who more oftentimes than not, as I've been watching this season and for the last few, the offensive player initiates lowering the crown of the helmet. The defensive player, if you think about it, you have to stand straight up not to lead with your head. Yeah, that's... uh, If you lead with your shoulder, your head is attached to your shoulder. Therefore, your head is going to make contact first. So it is unfair on these defensive players to make tackles on these offensive guys if the offensive guys are lowering their head first. So I think that there should be a 15-yard penalty associated with an offensive player lowering their helmet. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Are
1: we going to go over every penalty here? Because I'm about to just no, snooze no, no, myself the last to sleep.
0: Like, my, my one is that I hate targeting. I, I think it's a terrible call. I think you should have to get two personal fouls. Even if it's like a bad roughing the passer or something like that, you get two of those, you're out of the... One targeting call takes a young guy, a young guy out of the game or something that the offensive player might have initiated in the first place. So... There you
1: go. All I'm, all, all I'm going to say is uh, with targeting, I think there should be levels. I don't think it should be two targeting calls. I think there should be, like, you know, the 5-yard, the 15-yard, and then the 15-yard and ejection. I think there should be three levels. Like, if the guy has clear intent, obviously he needs to be ejected and it's a 15-yard penalty. I think if it ends up just kind of being, like, unnecessary roughness, 15-yard um, penalty by itself, and then I think if it is accidental contact, just a five-yard penalty, no automatic first down.
0: Exactly, because you can see when guys are headhunting. In the NFL, you had guys like Vontez Perfect who are l- literally launching themselves with their helmet. The Penn State won this past weekend. Yes, I'm biased because it's Penn State. No, He's no, it wasn't,
1: it wasn't even this past week. It was like two weeks ago, so let's not go into that. But Was
0: it, was it two weeks yes, ago? Yes, Abdul oh, Carter was, was, was week one.
1: The, it was week one. The fumble? Um, yes, um, it was week one. Okay, well, I'm getting Purdue. my days mixed
0: up bro. Yeah. That was a bad call Targeting kind of needs a readjustment And yeah that's just make college a little more like The NFL with some of these rules Well
1: there you go Noah's bad take of the week guys And guys we have a heck of a week Of college football and NFL football And we will be posting on the medias To keep you guys up to date with everything That is going on with the podcast And as well as sports and our picks So thank you again for listening And go ahead Noah
0: Oh yeah! Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. Tell your friends, tell your family, anyone who is interested in sports in general. I feel that they would very enjoy our podcast. Help us spread our name, um, get us out there, and then you can find us on any social media site at Sticky Sports Side. Just look up our name. You're going to see that white and green logo, and you're going to get really excited about it. So have a great weekend. Enjoy some football. Hoping to see Big Daddy Phil this weekend.
1: So. All right, let's read that gravy show.